This week, we continue to change slashers to button smashers, and we're taking a little trip to Silent Hill. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for a special track from Doomstress. penis vagina 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 that sound test is staying in the episode enjoy your stay the game is on once you enter silent hill there is no turning back there is a slashes podcast a podcast about movies and more for those who love horror my name is jake and with me as always is my esteemed colleague co-host and cohort brian brian say hello to the mutant goons from beyond what's up how the hell are you sir good man sweating my ass off up in the mountains i can only imagine how you feel down there yeah the tank sweat is real so brian i have to ask you did you ever play silent hill i did not i was more of a resident evil guy myself totally understandable i had never beaten the game being completely fair i played it at my friend's house on his playstation one years and years ago i would dare say it was 1999 when it came out and i remember being instantly annoyed at the fact that i had to run from stuff and i like just didn't like the pace of it very much like i like the music and everything but it's also like i'm not gonna be scared sitting next to my friend and everything and it was like a sadder day so i'm like okay whatever <laughs> and then so i watched like a bit of a playthrough on it and stuff i'm like okay i, I kind of see i might have missed out on something so i have a shameless plug i bought a handheld emulating system and i'm not going to say who it is now that i say it because it's not shameless because i have my dignity <laughs> and they didn't send it to me for free at a price but my point is it could play silent hill and i'm like ah nah still not into it but i appreciate it and respect it a little bit more <laughs> oh there you go man this now is the movie similar to the game in ways or eh, yeah main character harry in the video game whatever her face is in this movie the cultists in the game are trying to end the world. The cultists here are trying to like redeem the world or something. So yeah, I mean, there are like the overarching strokes are the same, but it's just like how you get to them is a little bit different. Is the fucking angular fucking triangle head with a giant sword dude in the video game? Pyramid head. Yep. You know, he's supposed to be bare assed in this. Also known as Red Pyramid Thing or Red Pyramid. Apparently, though, he is from Silent Hill 2. And then this movie is apparently more based on Silent Hill 3-ish. So, you know, whatever. How many were there? Or how many did you play all of them? Oh, God, no. I don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. There was even a text-based Game Boy game, I think, that I can tell you about. So we'll have some fun when we get to that part. So shall I get into some trivia for this episode? Do it. So it was shot under the name Centralia, which is funny because the town itself is based on Centralia, Pennsylvania. So that the more you know, and I think you and I are both pretty outspoken. This movie kind of sucks. It took me three nights to watch and I fell asleep four times in that. So we're going to be peppering this with video game trivia. Bwee, bwee, bwee. <laughs> As such, in the video game, the streets in Silent Hill are named after famous science fiction and horror authors. Richard Bachman, who you might remember, The Running Man. Also, he's kind of Stephen King. You had Robert Block, Ray Bradbury, Michael Crichton, James Elroy, Jack Finney, Dean Koontz, Ira Levin, Richard Matheson, who did I Am Legend, Carl Sagan, John Sanford, Dan Simmons, and F. Paul Wilson. There are also a grip of Stephen King references in the game, which I will get to don't you don't worry uh uh yeah that's really cool i like that so centralia is that a town that actually had like a big fire or something is there any kind of history be behind that yeah or? the underground coal fire really happened oh dude that's fucking terrifying yeah it's been going since i believe it was 1962 may 27th according to my notes so they had like they were setting their garbage on fire which apparently they did every year and it was memorial day weekend funny enough because it's memorial day weekend as of recording this and the fire spread into a coal mine went down and it's been burning ever since Yikes. It has been burning for 21,183 days or 57 years, 11 months, and 28 days. 
You can imagine what kind of fucking emissions are going on there, huh? Yeah. Yikes. To put that in a frame of reference, that's like two Janis Joplins or two Kurt Cobains or two Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's nuts. But anyway, have you ever seen the movie Mirror Mask from Jim Henson? I have not. It's bad. This, it reminds me of this movie. So that tells you how I feel about this movie and that movie. One of the things I really liked in the video game when I was doing my research is the Metropole Theater, which is next to the cafe, is the same exact theater from Dario Argento's Demons. Oh, interesting. Super good movie. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. We should do uh. it on our show. We should review it on our show. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of iconic to think of when you look at these old towns or anything that's supposedly haunted and you have like the matinee sign. Like, I feel like they just right. Oh, in yeah. Every movie they have it. And it's always fun to see like whatever is big at that particular time of when you know, the town like took a dump, right? It was like the shining or usually exactly. it's like it pays homage to something or another or homage. Homage. Exactly. Yeah. And another film reference that I think our fans might like, you see the headline Bill Skins Fifth in the newspapers, which is a reference to Silence of the Lambs. But that's the video game, not the movie. Oh, that's cool. I like it. And one other thing I really thought was exciting, and I kind of wish that we would have seen in the movie. So if you look in the code of the original game, there's a bunch of stuff that was just never used. There are at least seven unused models and, you know, textures. There's even like a room that I thought was kind of cool. It was like a living room and it had a very detailed portrait of two old people. It was pretty cool. But going back to the unused models were a frog, a monkey, a butterfly, a stingray, a snake and an ostrich. And then the seventh one was a giant contorted chicken that was huge and meant to be a boss at one point that got abandoned. That's so cool. I mean, I mean, that's terrifying, right? And it's just simple things that don't take a lot of creativity. It's just like seeing something as like a giant fucking man-eating chicken. Whoa, here <laughs> she comes. Man-eater? Hollow notes? <laughs> So anyway, but this would be great because if, if it were me doing the film and I found this kind of trivia online, I would delve into this because this is a, an interesting place where you could pay homage and do something completely different and nobody can call you like bastardizing it because it's never actually in the game. So, you know, if you have the monkey soliloquizing and referencing Macbeth and people are like, that's not in the game. Well, neither is the monkey. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah shall we get into the statistics for this week yes sir so you had a budget of 50 million dollars ended up grossing 100 so not too bad right yeah 100.6 so i mean oh my bad we have to keep the 0.6 in mind because it's more than you and i make in like five years <laughs> definitely definitely hey. opening weekend was almost 420 not quite but you know 42106. If you did like a midnight showing, I'm sure there was a bunch of potheads that'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? Where's these babies coming from? Oh. Right, right. Uh, competition for it. You had Scary Movie 4 that came out on April 12th. And Is then that the you one with Leslie Hatchet. Nielsen? I stopped after like the second one. I feel like any anything past two wasn't directed by the Wayans and it was fucking garbage. Yeah. I'm not into it. I, I remember thinking two was like the high watermark for like spoof stuff. And then, you know, they did three and it wasn't good. And I don't think I've ever seen four or shriek or any. I mean, a lot of people yeah. I know really love those bad comedies. And I'm like, no, no. Right, right. There was another what is it like not another superhero movie or some oh shit like God. that. And then meet the Spartans or, disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah. They made like a string of those movies. And it's funny because. I can almost imagine the people I grew up with in high school, certain people being like, oh, my God, I love these movies. And I, I'm like, yep, I'm, I would never hang out with you. Those are the but same I, people I who like imagine. Jack and Jill, those dumb fucks. <laughs> exactly. It's not good. Let me tell you, you, Adam Sandler doesn't even like that fucking movie. It was just a mortgage payment. That's it, man. I mean, when you have so many houses, you got to keep paying them bills, right? right? It's a perpetual motion machine. And then you add Hatchet, which came out in 427.06. So then we get to the runtime. Let me tell you, this movie could have been a trashic. Not going there. 125 minutes. Bro, 
I kept falling asleep. I could not stop falling asleep. Yeah, I didn't think it was possible to follow up Doom with anything slower. I like literally it got to the point where I was sitting up and I had just propped my elbows on like the sides of my couch, like on pillows. I fell asleep sitting up. How? I don't know. if I don't know if that is accounted to the bad movie or your age. I'm old and cranky and my child wakes up at different times every day of my life. It's the hardest yeah. part about being a dad is not like, I mean, it's not no sleep. It's just like you used to be able to plan no sleep, right? Like I'm like, ah, it's okay. I'll get four hours, but then I'll take a nap or something. And now it's just like some nights she decides to sleep in until 730. And I'm like, this is awesome. Except for the fact I woke up two fucking hours ago and I can't fall back asleep because I'm sitting there like, she's going to wake up. I got to be a good dad. And then I just play Game Boy for two hours when I should have been sleeping. Brian. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we are right there with you. And it's I mean, our puppy like is the closest thing to a baby. I am up at like 515 Saturday, Sunday, and it is fucking awful. She just jumps right up on the bed and she's like, hello. How's it going, human? I want to get fed. Get those Velcro tape strips and just put it on the wall and just chuck her on there for the night and get her stuck. <laughs> She's for right yeah, we were thinking, We were thinking like, oh, you know what? We'll just bring the crate upstairs and she'll sleep in the crate and then we'll get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then it's no. like pawing the cage, pawing the cage. It's whimper, almost worse whimper. than her being running around. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's not good. So, yeah, again, 125 minutes way too long that's why way my next long. pet is going back to your point is going to be one of those giant snapping turtles they have in the south that weighs like 100 pounds and is covered in moss and looks like a giant stone that comes to life have you seen those no that Dude, sounds terrifying it's the coolest shit I are you like, going to keep it in your above ground pool yeah dude I'm going to get that shit all murky and full of algae. And I'm going to be like, hey, person I don't like, why don't you come and swim in my swanky above ground pool? It's full of algae like you would get at a boutique salon. And they'll go in and then bam, no foot. (laughs) Oh, what's up, Jehovah Witnesses? You guys don't go for a swim? Yeah, right. right. (laughs) How about this? I do the thing Jesus did and I'll wash your feet for you in my pool above ground. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Directed by Christoph Gaines. Not Chris Gaines, not Garth Brooks. Don't get excited. It's just some <laughs> other fucking guy who also wrote and directed H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon and Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I will say is fucking tits. Never seen either of them. Either? Never seen either of them. Either is That a, probably makes more sense. You know what? I'm going to defend you and say you should have stuck it with either. <laughs> So he had been working with Capcom for like literally years. And originally he wanted to do like an Onimusha game and then he couldn't do that. And then he was asked for doing this movie and taking years to get the rights. I think it was over five years altogether. He does this one. He's going to do another one. Has some has some personal issues. I will just say some personal issues. And then uh, MJ Bassett goes and does the sequel. Did you ever play Onimusha? It's fucking hard. It's super hard. I'm into it, though. It's fucking crazy, man. You like have to like use your ninja skills and then you like have a grappling hook that attaches to the wall and you can like you're almost like Spider-Man, but you're like a ninja Spider-Man with like katanas and stuff. It's pretty good. Have you ever played, uh, was it Tenshu, the Silent Assassin games? Yeah, those, those games, games were really cool. fun. Those games were really fun. I mean, I feel like they almost remade those into a like a different uh, obviously it's a different name but there's some really cool uh, samurai games coming out here pretty soon right remember way of the samurai where you're like this game kind of sucks but it also looks pretty so i'm gonna keep playing it even though it kind of sucks right I, I feel like you can almost cherry pick like hitman as far as like yeah. the style of play but in like a samurai or ninja uh gameplay right I'd be all or, about that shit doll yeah, story so what's interesting about Mr. Gans, he claims that the movie we got is the theatrical release. He says that nobody ever asked him to cut it. And there were 165 sets and shooting locations, which is crazy because all this shit looks the exact same. <laughs> it totally does. I think I read somewhere that apparently uh, unedited everything was the movie is like three and a half hours or something like that <gasps> as far as like <sighs> like the script <sighs> is concerned and then obviously it all came out to 120 minutes and that's 
still way too long. <laughs> I couldn't even take this as like a TV series. I was thinking about it like, oh, is there enough? Like, is it substance and just the delivery that's the problem? I'm like, no. Like so much of it just logically, I was like, it doesn't make sense. Why would you go back to the same place? But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it just seems strange that and this is maybe I'm not trying to sound like I'm all about the male uh cast over the female cast you can have a strong female role and i'm all about it but i feel like i was more sold on sean bean than this chick as a man actor i don't know you know what i mean as far yeah. as she she just didn't show a lot of emotion and a lot of the stuff that she was uh going through like everything almost just seemed willy-nilly right she's like oh my god here are some monsters and instead right? of being completely like fucking batshit out of your mind, freaking out over stuff, she's like, oh, this is fine. I mean, there's things crawling around me. And it's weird because I understand the idea of putting on a strong face because you have to save your daughter who you love. But she's just like not reacting. And it it gets to the point. It's kind of like Superman syndrome, right? Where if I don't see your humanity, I can't feel with you. Right. So right. with her, she's not scared of these people. So why the fuck should I be? And I, I want to deposit this theorem. Imagine if Tony Collette played this role. This movie's good. Oh, she would fucking kill. She would kill. Absolutely. Because the effects, straight up. I love the effects. They're really fun, clever, whatever. Some of the other acting is passable, but it is just not. Her performance suffers. And then they pick the other blandest white lady ever who plays Sybil, who's just like, I am here and I am a police officer. I'm like, fuck you both. Like, I, I'm really struggling <laughs> to care right now. Yeah, man. It was really weird. Even just like the the whole okay you seem like maybe you're having issues with your daughter but you're like she didn't seem like she wanted to run away or anything and then she's like huh i have a cop hunch i'm gonna go over and check things out make sure everything's okay and you're like dude seriously that's cause for concern for you to like investigate it just i don't know and it's Whatever. weird we're, shit we're shitting over the movie and a part where we're not supposed to even shit over the movie yet. So sorry, guys. <laughs> strap in. Because we try to be positive. But there's just like so many logical gaps where it's like you're presented as being like the richest person ever. And you don't have like a home security system that can go like beep, beep. Your kid's out of her bed. Okay, I'll wake up now and make sure she's fine. Because I'll tell you this. The idea of the intro is super interesting to me. Right, I really, really like that intro where it's just them running through the woods to find the kid. But I can't relate to these rich ass people. I talked about this in the prior movie. I really enjoy movies that have this, like a part of the story that's integral included in the intro of the movie. Yep. Right. It's two birds, one stone. Right. You're like, okay, cool. This is what's going on with the daughter. It doesn't have to go into full detail, but you have an idea of what's going on. And this is the name of the movie. Boom. And then you go from there. And they did that wonderfully. And then it just fucking fell off. <laughs> yeah, because it's like if, if they were an impoverished family or they're living like hand to mouth, I understand why you can't get a home security system. I understand why you're desperate. You know, it make me feel like sympathetic for the mom. Make me feel this is her only option because this never feels like her only option is to get her kid and drive to a haunted town that doesn't exist. Right? Right, right. And then I, honestly... How does that make any sense whatsoever? Like, <laughs> my daughter is like, my daughter is sleepwalking and she's calling out to some town. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. We should go for a field trip. Nah, I don't know if anybody in their right mind would do that. What's really frustrating is you'd figure that the first thing she would do after Googling Silent Hill is buy her kid a PlayStation and a copy of the game and see if that works. <laughs> then go to the stupid town. Written by Roger Avery and Christoph Gans and Nicholas Bukrief, whose last name sounds like Bookqueef, who wrote a movie called Not Everybody's Lucky Enough to Have Communist Parents in 1993. That's wow. awesome. So we go from that high of a hilarious movie title to the low of Roger Avery, who co-wrote Pulp Fiction, then wrote Beowulf. Adapted uh, Rules of Attraction by the American psycho author Brett Easton Ellis, and then murdered someone with his car on accident. Oh, that's not good. So he got centered to one year in work furlough. So basically, that means he could go do his job. He just had to come back to jail. And then he started tweeting a bunch of nasty shit. Uh, here's one quote. It's your birthday. Announcing that number 34 is to receive a random stripped down in cavity search to be performed by a leering rotund officer. 
So in this oh situation, <laughs> he is number 34. Here's another one. Number 34 is, quote, rolled up into a higher security facility for exercising his First Amendment rights. The truth he has discovered is too dangerous. So guess who didn't get to have a work furlough and had to spend the rest of his fucking jail sentence in jail? Yeah, it sounds like somebody didn't know how to keep their fucking mouth shut, Dude, right? You're being <laughs> gifted. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Somebody needs to explain a limited public forum to that cuck. Let's move on. Produced by Samuel Hadida and Don Carmody. I have nothing about them. I just really <laughs> like saying Hadida and Carmody. I like it. I like it. You have music by Akira, also who also did rocket night adventures have you ever played that game i did not dude okay so the game is crazy you play as a possum in a suit of armor so depending on where you lived it was either rocket night adventures or sparkster which you know whatever right that's cool one thing that i recall was that aside from johnny cash ring of fire every other score or music in the movie was mm-hmm. based off of the video game. Yep. It was just remixed. Exactly. Right? Because apparently they couldn't do like, you know, copyright and everything else. So they had to kind of fucking tweak it a little bit. Yeah. But if you've ever actually listened to the Akira Yamaoka mix, like you can find them on Spotify and stuff. They're super fun. That's uh, pretty cool, man. And very then soothing. Have, oh, good. No, I was going to say. Because he did. And then you had. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so because he did Silent Hill. And then he did Silent Hill 2, 3, 4, Origins, Homecoming, Shattered Memories. And I wanted to say there's another one, but I guess I was wrong. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of work. Then he did the music on this. He was an executive producer. And then he also did music on the sequel, Silent Hill Revelation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So next you have makeup department. To the artists, they, I mean, obviously you can imagine there was a fuck ton of special effects artists and makeup artists that did all kinds of stuff with this film. You have one of the guys I chose was a key makeup artist, Paul Pattinson. He worked on Mad Max Fury Road, Braveheart, The Cave, and The Meg. Then you also have special makeup effects key artist, Sean Sansom, who worked on Suicide Squad, It from 2017, Jumper, and the shittier Total Recall in 2012. Whenever I hear the title of the movie Jumper, I always wanted to be like, wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. (laughs) We got a jumper. (laughs) (laughs) But what's crazy is I love all those movies. I even like Jumper, even though I think it's a stupid name. You like the second Total Recall? Uh, I like some of the concept of it. I mean, I like the class warfare and stuff like that. And I like the integration okay. of certain technological elements like the, like the built-in smartphone in the hand. But I mean, I understand a lot of people are like, oh, it's nothing like the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. It's like, do you, do you know what happens and what we can remember it for you wholesale? The Philip K. Dick book that Total Recall is based on? So it's the same uh-huh. premise where it's a guy and he gets memories. So his his memory is that he's going to go on a space adventure with Martians and little tiny Martians come and disintegrate people. And that's what he, it triggers his brain. And he actually has seen Martians. That's the movie or rather that's oh. a short story. Interesting. Huh. So, I mean, it's how long is the short like story? It. I mean, if it, is it short enough for me to uh, enjoy it? <laughs> 20 pages, dude. It's like, it's nothing. Oh, awesome. It's popcorn fluff. I mean, it's the same thing as Minority Report. Like, they're, they're super short and really fun. And, you know, you just developed it. So it's just, you chose the left path. I chose the right path. But it doesn't mean any of them is right necessarily because it's right. still, quote unquote, a bastardization. I don't know. I don't know when the remake came out for Total Recall. Well, I mean, 2012, obviously, from my notes. But as far as Repo Man, I feel like, did that come out around the same time? The Emilio Estevez one? Law. Was that with Jude Law? I thought it was oh, Jude. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the movie Upgrade is kind of similar in theme and stuff, so yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we get into nicknames? Dick names. Snook names. names. Radha Mitchell as Rose De Silva. We both agreed. So, like, she was in Pitch Black, Man on Fire, and The Crazies. The Crazies remake, not the original Crazies. I liked her in Pitch Black, but I mean, she, basically it. She's bargain bin Charlize Theron to me. Like, there is just... She's just a generic white lady, but I had in my notes, I want to call her Ozzy Osbourne because she kept screaming, Sharon, and you texted me a gif while you were watching it. And you're like, it just put Ozzy. And I was like, dude, this is why we host the show together. Like we're the same brain. It was so good, man. I mean, honestly, 
probably throughout the entire first half of the movie. That's all they basically said was Sharon over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, I get it. That's her name, and you're trying to find her, but don't wear it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can make a fucking drinking game out of this and die of alcohol poisoning after the first act with people saying Sharon. But the director was apparently not pleased with her because she was like a method act. She needed to get into the character and take multiple takes. And he's like, no, bippity boopity boppity. Let's go. You just need to react and move. And he even like threw some shade at her in the DVD commentary I read, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Like she can't act. And her whole thing is like, I need to take time and get into character. And it's like, you have no character. You don't portray a character at any point in this movie, (laughs) except for like lady who is compulsively pursuing a child. Right. I mean, I guess she if she can say over and over again how she lost her child and she's her mother, then I guess she's convincing herself that, you know, okay. I am the, the the mother of this child. So she's trying to convince them, but she's convincing herself also. Yeah. And it's weird how many people she like volunteers that the kids adopted to. I'm like, why? If you're her mom, you're just her mom. Like, don't make it weird. But it's just expository information. And it's like expository information from a good actress is just acting. But in this, she's like, my daughter is missing and she's did not get birth from my womb. And I'm chasing her across a ghost town. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was weird. So, I mean, yeah, we can call her uh, basic Charlize Theron or... You it's Ozzy, brother. It's Ozzy. Yeah, we'll call her Ozzy. I like it. Yeah, you have Sean Bean as Christopher... Oh, can Dis- I cut you off real quick? I'm going yeah, go off the rails on the silent hill. Oh, man. I like it. You had to throw a little Ozzy in there. Mm-hmm. I, I also, mean, I don't think I've sung this episode yet. Yeah, I don't, well... Did you I? did. You, you've done it a few times, oh. but it's cool. It's I enjoy so second it, nature to me that I just what I do. <laughs> now you have Sean Bean as Christopher De Silva. And was it interesting in that Sean Bean, who is usually a main character in a film, is like fucking pushed off to the side and is not in it at all? Originally, he didn't have any other scenes. Like he, there was no in between. It was the beginning and it was the end and that was it. And then because he was well liked and his career was blowing up, he, they actually had him shoot some additional stuff. What I find is strange is that whenever I type in Sean Bean on Google, one of the first things that comes up is how many times he dies in movies. He dies a lot. If he dies, he dies. 25 times in all actuality in between movies and TV. And like there are actually websites that depict all of the different ways that Sean Bean dies. Yeah, there's a bunch of supercuts and stuff on YouTube, which makes me very happy. But I, I, I've i said it before. Remember when we did Heredity and I was like, I would really just love Tony Collette did a movie which that got her nails did and had a happy day. I would also like for her to come home from that and be married to Sean Bean. And he's like, hi, dear, how are you? And they just sit and have like the blandest spaghetti <laughs> ever. And that's the movie. They're both fine. They're both alive. And that's it. Yeah, and I mean, it's totally strange, right? Because you're expecting, like, me watching Sean Bean in this movie, I'm expecting him to follow his wife into the eternal depths of hell and get killed, like, in some horrific way because it's Sean Bean. That's just what happens. Yep. So when I see him in a film, especially a horror film, I correlate that with like seeing a cute puppy in a horror flick. I'm just like, okay, well, when are they going to die? Right? 100%. (laughs) And so basically, I mean, if you're keeping track, there are a bunch of endings to Silent Hill. This is kind of like the bad ending where you just end up dead in your car because it just, you disappear, right? And then in the sequel, they just go, oh, well, Sharon came back, but the mom's still there for reasons because we've got one portal or something and she's able to like ghostly speak to him whatever you had to get there and he was a bigger actor at the time so then you wanted to bring him back fine but it's just dumb so just we just have to accept that it's dumb and move on i guess yeah yeah do you have anything for him i mean he isn't really relevant in the film at all so i i yeah. I don't have anything. And it's so strange to say because he's such a mainstay actor, right? Oh, for sure. He's amazing. Like him in Equilibrium is a great opening scene where basically he's talking about like art and everything. It's very, you know, that scene in American Beauty where the kid's like, oh, my God, the fucking it's a beautiful black. He wishes he acted <laughs> as well as Sean Bean did, I guess. I'm going to get a bunch of people who are like, but he brought himself to tears. That means he was acting. No, it does not mean that Wes Bentley was acting. It means that he cried. There's a difference. Thank you very much. But I was going to call him Pincushion because of Lord of the Rings. Boromir. Okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Also, Lord of the Rings, fucking amazing. Yeah, dog. So. Lori Holden was Sybil Bennett. I thought that she was really bland, and so I wanted to call her White Bread. If you, yeah, man, there was I like a, it. a Japanese only Game Boy Advance text adventure game called Silent Hill Play Novel, and you could actually play as Sybil Bennett. So there's your video game trivia. Coincidentally enough, I didn't recall that she was in The Walking Dead, and I fucking hate her in The Walking Dead also. Oh. So that's great. And her name in The Walking Dead was Lori. So, I mean, I guess it goes <laughs> hand in hand, right? You're cutting deep. You're like, I hate you and you. <laughs> you had Jodel Furland as Alessa Gillespie. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I think the, the only thing that I came up on her was that she she voices the little sister in Bioshock games. So she has like the little sister and the big brother, yeah. right? Who's like the giant dude that fucking big daddy comes and destroys. Is it Big Daddy? Yeah, because Big yeah, Brother is nine, yeah, yeah. yeah nineteen eighty four. But Big because da- I remember Big Daddy kind of has a weird sexual overtone that made me uncomfortable with the little sister. Yeah, Cry it was really weird. But I mean, sister, it's a, those are fucking great video games, man. I just referenced your favorite movie of all time. I sang for you, Brian. Anyway, no, I got it. It's it's great. You know, I mean, it's not from it's not from the movie, but like you know, your version's good too. It's it's from Lost Boys. It's it's from that's this. I'm not saying this shitty movie is your favorite movie. I would not besmirch your good name and character. Next, we don't have to go through these people. There's Dahlia Gillespie, who's the mom, who's like crazy and looks like one of the old trash ladies from Labyrinth. You have you have Kim Coates as the random cop who you feel like is somehow tied to the town, but then you find out. Yeah, then you find out like he's actually just like a normal guy, and you know what I mean. Like it almost seemed like they were trying to tie him in as like being. Somebody that has like a dark past or something. Yeah, because he no, he's just he's just some guy who ended up trying to save some girl and burned his hands. So yeah. okay, I mean, he was in Sons of Anarchy, a bunch of other shit. He's in Goon. He's the coach. He's awesome in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all on Pre- Precinct Thirteen, uh, Battlefield Earth. If you're aware, yeah. <laughs> such an awful movie. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> spinning over in his space pod. Then you had Tanya Allen as Anna. I'm still not convinced that she's not secretly Abigail Breslin acting under a pseudonym because this movie sucks. <laughs> so really quickly, I wanted to nickname her. Uh, no, no skin, no skin off my back. It's pretty good, dude. It, it, that that's my favorite. That's clearly the slay of the game of this movie, where he grabs her yes. chest and twists her titty skin before ripping her skin off of her body. Damn. And then and then he throws it to the fucking door like it's like a used towel. Like it's like uh, I, no, that's I a just used got condom, done. dude. There's it's super soaky <laughs> and like the blood splatters in on them is so great. Yeah, dude, it's really gnarly. I mean, honestly, if the movie was just stuff like that, I'd be so into it. Yeah, absolutely. I had Michelle watch it and then after that she was like, "Ah, Maybe I'll just like uh, look and see what's on the phone. Huh? <laughs> oh, Nito, see you later. <laughs> exactly. Roberto um, Campanella I mean, was Pyramid Head, who was the guy from Silent Hill 2. I feel like he should have been in the movie more, right? It just seems like he and I feel like they did a lot of teasers with him in this movie as far as the trailer and everything. And so there's a lot of build up and expectation yep. of him being like the main bad guy. And then it's just like, here I am, and there I go. And it's just odd. He's kind of a, just a goon. He doesn't do anything to either of like the protagonists. So it's just like, all right, I'm not. Uh, he's not lethal in any way. I felt kind of bad for the guy. He had to wear 15 inch heels, and his helmet weighed 12 pounds, and he couldn't see out of it. Yeah, that's not that's, a fun uh, day at the office. That's that's not great. It's that's not how ideal. you roll an ankle, my friend. Although, I mean, maybe him wearing this helmet would prevent him from seeing how much of a shit show this entire movie was. So he probably couldn't see it at the time because it was all green screen. <laughs> That's true. So shall we get into the movie itself? Let's get to it, man. So basically they're running, ah, daughter of mine, and they get her off of a cliff. Pretty dramatic, really into it. We already covered it. Then it goes immediately, very abruptly to them, like on a prairie and they're like under a tree napping. And then you're like, oh, we better get back on the road, kiddo, as she ignores the calls from her dad. 
and I took a screen cap of the screen. Corinthians six two two three. Do you not know that we will judge angels? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? I'm really glad that the like division of the page is so staunch because you could almost read it. Do you not know? Do you not know that we will, the <laughs> saints, and will judge angels, judge the world? <laughs> It's like a bunch of fucking dyslexic people were just like, nah, this ah, makes sense. Death Brian, this movie's scary for my brain. I mean, honestly, though, like there's a little bit of some undertone I can see with this film as far as maybe not being huge fans of the church. Yeah. Right? <laughs> They're basically like, hey, the church are devils. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, I saw the hunchback of Notre Dame. You don't need to tell me that shit, dog. Am I right? Right, yeah. By the end of the movie, you're like, okay, I understand. Everybody in church is essentially hypocrites. That's cool. Tell me something <laughs> I don't know. Am I right? So her dad is going through the browser history because this broad doesn't know what incognito mode is. Am I right? <laughs> and he finds out that she's been looking at Silent Hill, West Virginia. Mountain Mama, take know, me home. I know, I I was totally going to sing it. You beat it. You, you beat it. You beat it out of me. You beat me to it. Because we have the same brain. I love it. So they stop for gas and the kid goes off and the spooky drawings and blah, blah. And the creepy cop goes to the car and she's all T-1000ing. Are you okay? And then they just go off. Yeah, and it's strange, right? Because she's like, are you okay? And she's like, uh, I don't talk to strangers. And then she's like, oh, that's a clue. You're in trouble. Let me follow you guys. Yeah, right? And like, so that's, that's weird. The mom's inside and she's trying to buy stuff. And then she finds out that the credit cards were cut off. And then she actually talks to the dad. And this is where you get the revelation that the kid's adopted. And so she avoids the cop. And I clearly... I have to say this. Her last name is De Silva, but this lady is a white lady. If I've ever seen one, I cannot <laughs> fucking fathom the idea of driving away from a cop with a child in the car. I don't care how big that goddamn Silent Hill sign is. I will wait. I will take my citation. Citation. I will take my citation and I will drive there in a timely and speed oriented manner. I yeah. will not. What do you think, Brian? Can you help me with this? Why the fuck would you run from a cop? If you like, what's the point? It doesn't it's make not sense. like you're like, it's not like you're like stoned out of your mind or you're, you know, you're, she could have just been like, oh, hey, you know what? Your taillights up. She didn't. <laughs> Here you go. What crime did she commit? <laughs> Depending on what state she lives in, maybe it's not community property and maybe she stole her husband's car. But by and large, we're talking about community property. So it's hers to spend and it's her car. So at this point, she has not done anything wrong if she's a legal guardian of that child. Legally speaking, I can tell you, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then watching this, I was like half expecting my phone to vibrate and say Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like yeah. silver, silver Jeep Liberty, blah, 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 missing child. <laughs> awesome. Right. So so she, she's like, all right, buckle in. We're fucking going for it. They slam through a gate. And, you know, I don't think it ever really happens in real life where you see a chained gate and you're like, okay, I'm going to gun it. And then we're just going to plow through it. I don't think that actually happens. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I always love it in movies where somebody thinks they're going to go through the gate and they go wham and slam to a stop. One second. Yeah. And then the green screen when they first get into Silent Hill, dude. We can do better chroma key in my garage than that stuff, right? <laughs> I think I've seen it. Holy yeah. hell. I was like, hey, hey, hey. is it that hard rough, to buy a, a, a smoke machine and use it for a couple of hours? I, I, I do like the atmosphere, though. And it's really kind of cheesy and how it seems like it's snowing, but it's actually ash. But I don't know. It, it definitely works for me. It is a nice little detail. So my next note is the disemboweled guy is good. And then the creepy burnt babies reminded me of Dante's Inferno. You might know this, some trivia about the video game in the European and Japanese version. It's actually these grotesque little like gray babies that are naked. And so in the American version, it wasn't the fact they were naked. It was just the fact that they were babies that you had to kill. So you had like they like warped the dimensions a little bit, but you can still find the character models on the disc in the code either way. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, something about killing babies, man. I mean, might not hit really well with the target audience, right? Yeah, probably not. Not unless you're Alice Cooper. 
dead baby. You ever hear that song? I have not. I have not. But da, da, that's crazy that he actually came out with that. Because it's actually a really good song because it's talking power about... power to him because it's like, fuck PC culture. Sorry. Well, actually, <laughs> sorry. what he's basically talking about is the accountability of bad parents because people, it, they literally, it's dead babies can't take things off the shelf. Dead babies can't take things by themselves. I think it's a lyric I'm off the top of my head uh, because basically it's talking about how parents needed to be accountable for the fact that their kids were overdosing on aspirin and dying before they invented like the locking caps. He's a cool dude. Got it. Do you see his new song on Spotify where he's like, everybody should love each other and shouldn't be pretty sweet. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, you're of a certain age where you really just are like, eh, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm established. Everybody can listen to whatever the fuck they want to. But I mean, this is how I feel. And fuck you otherwise. Exactly. So some more shenanigans happen. There's a creepy witch lady again. You have the coal burning and everything. And then the cop arrives and she's going to arrest this lady. And she, the, again, white lady mouths off to the cop and she's like, fuck you, you stupid cop. What? What? You're in a ghost person's town. You're already inches from death. This lady has a gun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she definitely sells it as the entitled. Um, she's a Karen. W- I wasn't going to go there because it seems like that's such a hot topic these days. But yeah, she's essentially a Karen. The cop pulls, puts her in handcuffs. Let me speak to your manager, little myth man. <laughs> right. So apparently the cop fucking hit her head and they're like, okay, we'll, we need to had some kind of craziness here. So we're going to throw a little blood on the corner of your like forehead. And you're going to be like, oh my God, it's crazy. You, you went down on your bike. And it's strange in that she doesn't realize that, okay, the ground either disappeared away from me as I rode in or something happened because they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's let's leave. And as they turn around, they see that the cliff and the road is just gone. Very cabin in the woods right there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Cabin in the Woods does it so much better. Yeah, but for sure. We we won't go there. Well, can we talk about the upside down for a second and how much better that shit is in Stranger Things than this movie? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. They didn't really delve too much into it, right? It was just kind of very subtle, like, huh, I smell my wife's perfume, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, uh, okay, whatever. Moving on. It's better that he smells her perfume than her, like, dank butt sweat. <laughs> this lady clearly hasn't showered. Apparently, the actress didn't shower or wash her hair for, like, the last 12 days of shooting to make sure it looked extra greasy and awful. Method acting, man. There you go. Did you notice that the hopscotch game ha- starts out at hell? I like that. So it's it's how it was portrayed and how the camera was shot. It was showing hell first and then <laughs> uh, heaven. That's cool. Did you also notice that the school is the same exact design as Kindergarten Cop? I did not. It's not the Duma. Yeah, in the video game and in this movie, it's modeled after the same thing, which is, the, it's pretty rad. Even if in the game, if you go inside the school, the posters are the same. <laughs> that's a strange little nod isn't it I though like it. they had a couple weird ones to certain like musicians and stuff and Portishead and whatever but it was cool so the mom is looking from room to room and finds the handprints in the desk that scratched uh, witch into it and then has this flashback and basically I was like oh fuck this is very similar to Paranorman but I love Paranorman and I hate this movie so we'll move on <laughs> when I saw her like touch the hand for some reason, I got the feeling or I got the she was one of the people in the school. And that's how she had that vision. Like they didn't really translate like why she was seeing this vision. You know what I mean? It almost seemed like it triggered a, like an old memory of hers, but it had nothing oh, to see. do with her at all. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's the maternal bond that she has with Alessa, obviously. which she doesn't really have. Hey, as an adopted person, I'm triggered right now. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. I'm totally kidding. People need to calm the fuck down. (laughs) So anyway, there's a fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually took a screen cap of them with their little quarantine masks on while they were in the upside down Silent Hill place. Just because it's so funny to me. Like I every time I hear the word quarantine lately on old cinema, I'm laughing. Like I was watching the Great Muppet Caper, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the back seats quarantine," and I was like, <laughs> "Isn't that weird, man?" Like 2020. It just it sounds weird just to say 2020, but then to just like it write it off you're like ah you know what let's just like fucking wipe the slate clean 
because 2020, right? And then isn't 2021 we'll supposed to be a disaster year too? Jesus, we're screwed for a while. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got fun movies to cover. Yeah, right. So the mom gets trapped with the cop who can't act and Pyramid Head tries to kill them. And then there's all the bugs that have faces that are screaming and then they like turn over and die, burn and their ashes rise and everything resets. Super cool. Wish that it meant anything, but you know, right. I mean, one thing that I feel is really cool and maybe it's just me, but I feel like anytime I hear sirens blaring, it's super eerie and it almost gives me chills and it's a cheap, easy way of kind of creating like the setting or at least oh, like, yeah. like the a somber sirens, kind of tone, mean. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. For sure. And I that's something agree. that's super, it's super simple to do, right? It's like, it doesn't, you don't need visual effects or anything. You just need that loud siren. And then you just almost feel like immediate dread. And we're from California where we don't have tornado sirens. We don't have air raid sirens, but you hear it and you know something terrible is going to happen. So I completely agree. Yeah. And one thing that's really cool is like when they're running from like room to room before they get into the elevator or the room where uh triangle head is trying to fucking kill him. And you see the bugs like attacking like one of the people and like the gas masks. Right. And it like, envelops him and he falls over and you almost see like them like tearing through his flesh and everything and it totally reminded me of the mummy i want to say it was either the mummy I, yeah it must have been the mummy i was gonna say maybe one of the indiana jones movies but i think it was probably the mummy yeah it was i love those scarab beetles yeah fucking cool so then they go to the hotel and Abigail Breslin gets in a fight with the cranky witch and neither of them can act and it's a really annoying scene. And then they find out that there's mail in the slot for room 111 and it's her drawing. So they go to room 111 and while they're doing that, the dad goes to the public records and finds all this information about how Alessa was killed. Now, in the video game, Brian, Brian, are you listening? Take notes. You need I'm to listen. Listening. This, this goes back to Slasher's lore here. In the video game, in the European and Japanese versions of the game, you can actually get an Easter egg where you find out the method upon which Alessa died, which is in a fire in the boiler room. Now, that information is on the disc for the U.S. version, but even if you do the special conditions, you can't get it. Now, I took this to be a Shining reference, and here is where I will regale you with my other Stephen King references in this movie. Red Rum is in the video game on a garage door right next to a Jack Daniels graffiti. Uh, have you ever heard about this guy Jack Torrance and his drinking problem? Then you had posters for Carrie and Pet Cemetery. You had a pinball machine called Medieval Madness, which Malachi played in Children of the Corn. Then you had a poster that Stephen King made when he was in college where it says, Study, damn it, in Cafe 5 to 2. Boom. And that's just the Stephen King references I found. How you like me now? Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, just a little Easter eggs here and there that almost, I mean, I didn't catch any of those. So kudos to you. Good, sir. But I like it when they're so subtle that you have to do a little digging. But yeah, sweet. So they go, they're looking for the room. They can't find the room. And then it's behind a portrait of a witch burning. And it totally reminds me of Parks and Recreation with the Native Americans being burned. And it's very dark and awesome. Now, did you happen to think to yourself... When they come across all these different clues, it, I mean, for me, obviously, since I was a big Resident Evil fan, it just totally reminded me of something that you would see in a video game, right? Huh, that's interesting. There's one little mail clip or there's one yeah. slot of mail in here. Let me inspect this. And then you inspect it and then it reads the script. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to remember this little bit of fucking text and it's going to have to do with something else later on. I mean, they did really well with like not being none like nonstop. Here's clues. Here's this. Here's this. This leads to this because then it's just like, okay, we're basically doing a, a turn by turn video game where you you go from one thing to another. But I mean, it was kind of cool in a way that it just seemed like that was like a nod to the original franchise. Exactly. I think that it, it very much was just a plot point each time. It didn't feel like she was on because it just didn't make sense. And was it her who was giving the hints? Was it the ghost Alessa? I mean, it's just this weird kind of thing where it just it felt trite. 
I, you could make it impactful, but like, for instance, so there is the letter in the mail slot, right? Who left it there? Was it real or was it Sharon or was it Alessa? If it's Alessa, why don't you do something to it besides just draw on it? Well, why not have it be burned in some way? So we can be, oh, that's clearly the ghost. It's not the little girl who's having schizophrenia or whatever. But I digress. The the one huge thing that really took me out of the movie was when Alessa says, look at me, I'm burning. And I was just like, ah, it's real rough, my little friend. Maybe we should have just <laughs> left that one out. Yeah, I actually feel like earlier today, I might have fallen asleep when she said that. Yeah, I recall kind of somewhat her saying it, but like at the same time, I feel like I heard her say it and then I woke up and then like I saw like her going like all into ashes or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. And then that was it. So I might have missed a few plot points here and there, but good. Like, at this, man, my literally my next note after that is why is there still an hour left of this movie? <laughs> I feel like that's another thing that we are strangely connected to. We will watch these movies separately, independently, especially with the whole COVID nineteen shit. You're watching it there. I'm watching it here. But we have the same thoughts in the exact same time a lot of the time. Exactly. It's, it's weird. Like this weird ripples in the timeline. <laughs> so dad's at the orphanage and detective Bernie hands is like, man, I'm cranky. You need to leave because reasons. And they, the other cop gets beaten because they're going to send the mom and the cop. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did we leave the skin? Yeah. We already talked about the lady's skin getting ripped off. That's sick. No but, skin off my back. Yeah. And so the mom and the cop are going with Christabella and her goons, and they find the locket has a picture of Alessa in it or Sharon or whoever it is. And so the cop basically is like, all right, I'm going to get beaten and almost die for you, lady who I was going to arrest moments ago. And the mom goes down the elevator and the lady gets beat up. And I have another fun bit of trivia from the game. Go on. So while in the three-story hospital, Harry discovers that there is a fourth floor that is missing from the elevator. But in Japan, that's very common because hospitals don't have a fourth floor because the words for death and four are pronounced the same way, which is very reminiscent to the fact that many buildings in America don't have a 13th floor. Why don't buildings have a 13th floor? Bad look. So it's still like the, the 14th floor is just the 13th. You just call it the 14th. That's so strange. It just seems like it's such silly superstition that people are still like, ah, no, fuck that. We don't deal with that shit. Yeah. It's it's like you can believe in that shit, but not vaccines. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, so you find out the cranky witch, her, you know, her sister is the one who kills Christabella and the religious jerks burn the cop. And the mom comes back after talking to the Alessa's ghost and she gets stabbed in the titty by the religious lady. And Hold the- on. Can, can we go back just prior to that where she's talking to Alessa in that room and there's the girl that is like fucking a, she's like a nurse and her eyeballs are like fucking torn oh, yeah. out of her face. Oh, because- there's a whole like room of them. Because for reasons, right? Well, I mean, obviously there's like a room of them and she has to like weave her way in between all of these like twitchy little nurses. And that's another thing I want to talk about is like, it seems like as other than like the big dude with the triangle with the fucking pyramid head and the giant sword, I feel like the nurses are probably one of the more recognizable characters within the franchise. For and sure. It seems like you always see them in like the horror mazes and like fucking Fright Night or whatever, like whatever else, right? And one of the things that I thought was almost just cheesy was when she was in the room with Alessa and it seemed like I was actually transformed from the movie to the video game where they had a cut scene of just like all of this backstory and we're going to fill you with a bunch of random nonsense that you don't really need to know about. And I almost seemed like I was over inundated to the point where I was just like, I wait, what? What just happened? Why are you telling me this? 
I don't need to know this at all. Right. With the whole like scratchy, like film being played. You know what I mean? It just yeah. seemed like it was almost like a cutscene in a video game. And they made her live in the like hospital bed just so you could add the nurse in, in story. But it was just like, just have a spooky nurse. Who cares? There was nurses who lived in this town. Just make it that. But yeah, I completely agree. It definitely felt off place. And I guess they tried to do the same kind of thing with the flashback in the school, but neither of them were really effective to me. I think there was better storytelling methods of doing it. It just kind right, of felt lazy, right. you know, it was just like, oh, well, we'll just put in some visual gags. And it's like, well, like, tell me a story like I whatever. I mean, I, I did enjoy the fact that they brought up that she can't enter the the church or the holy ground. Yeah. But you can. So I'm going to fuse myself with you. So, yeah, she gets stabbed cool. in the titty. She leaks out a less juice. Oh, and so the leaked out Alessa juice becomes the girl in the bed with the barbed wire who's all like gang brat brat and kills all those people. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely probably the high points of the film, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it, it's a pretty good ending. I think that the way that Chris Bella dies where she gets the barbed wire up the puss and then gets ripped apart is uh, fitting for somebody who kills children. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, even it just seemed like the way that the cop got killed, it just the thought of being slowly roasted alive, it just it sends kind of chills down your back. You're like your spine. Right. And you don't need a lot of visualization because you could just imagine it yourself. So then they're going home. And it's like that sad song that Eminem had a rap over where he's like, I'm angry and I'm rapping. And the lady's like, I'm coming home. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, they're going to do it. And sure enough, they come home in the ghostly fog and dad's home, but they're not at the same home. It's dark. And he's just laying there alone on a couch alone as his family is deadified. And that's the end. And I was fucking pissed about it. Oh, I love like, it. That's the only part of this movie I like is it's so oh my dark. God. I was just so fucking disappointed. And I literally text you like, this is a fucking garbage ending. Because you're like, <laughs> I sat through two hours and I don't even get a happy ending. I watched two hours people to just be dead. Yeah, but not uh, a fan. To your point earlier, you had mentioned loving Marquise. Did you catch that there was a double feature with the last man on earth and the Omega man? Yeah, I did catch that. That was pretty cool. Pretty good nod, especially considering that Matheson is in the video game for the streets. But yeah, I going back to it. Sorry, that was just the last part of my notes. But I loved the ending. I think that it's, you know, it's a pretty bold choice to take such a mainstream franchise and be like, hey, no, for sure. Even though there were options for good endings, this kid's dead. But then six years later to put out a movie where they're like, just kidding. Yeah, like psych. Nope. We're going to bring back the original actress and uh, we'll go from there because money. Yeah. I would have really rather they just do the UFO ending from the game. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah. So there's good endings and there's bad endings. And then there's one ending where it's just aliens. It explains the whole thing where you have oh, to no. use this like channeling stone in certain areas. And there's like it's it's not even like cut scenes. It's like these really it, it looks completely different than the game. And the drawings are very juvenile. And yeah, it's hilarious. You should look it up. It's on YouTube. Real quick note. Silent Hill Revelations was written and directed by Michael J. Bassett. Now goes by MJ because she came out as trans. So if you are confused when you're reading about it that's why it's based predominantly on silent hill 3 95 minutes moderate success it had a budget of 20 million gross 56 million it's not good there's a couple cool effects there's one like spider monster thing that's kind of fun your boy john snow's in it and he acts very poorly but uh, i think that's also a tragic for me as well yeah i'm gonna give this a tragic man definitely a tragic so I will note, January of this year, Christoph Gans announced in an interview that they were doing a new Silent Hill film, which is going to be based on a town that had been ridden over by Puritans. But guess what? The apocalypse happened and nobody wants to see that. So it's probably either on hold or completely canceled. Sorry. They probably got a great hand. Um, okay with it. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, well. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a tragic and. I feel like solely for the reason that it was 125 fucking minutes. Exactly, dude. Like what was in it was like either fine or good. You know, like the acting wasn't good. I will say that. So the story elements were fine. The, 
visual effects were good, but it was just too long. And like, if you would have sped things up, you would have kept my attention. It's just certain redundancies, like why the right. whole like working with Christabella and then I, I don't know, man, it, it got weirdly like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome when dealing with Christabella, like she was supposed to be the Tina Turner. And I was like, no, you don't have the fucking high heels for that. You won't have my respect, lady. And so, yeah, same. I mean, I, I'm glad to have seen it just because I can, you know, check the box. But this is anything that I will watch again. Yeah, definitely not going to watch again. I mean, I might watch the uh, the sequel, but <laughs> eh, that's about it. Fell asleep three times watching it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that was the next two nights I fell asleep three times watching it. So I was originally going to do like a whole segment. And I was like, if I didn't enjoy it that much, fans probably won't either. But hopefully you enjoyed our playful banter during this episode. Brian and I are going to continue doing video game themed movies for the entire month of June. So strap in and pucker your buttholes because we're going to be mashing buttons and doing words. Hopefully uh, (laughs) other video game movies are better. Not have high expectations, but we'll find out. Precisely. So, Brian, is it time to say goodbye to these goons for this week? Goodbye, goons, for this week. For Brian, I'm Jake, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. I'm not going to waste too much of your goddamn time this week. I'm going to get pretty much straight into the hidden track because, damn it, I feel like it. I like this song a lot. I like Doomstress. I like dealing with them. Alexis was very kind, sent me the email, all of the details. I'm very excited. Sleep Among the Dead. Very simple to find them, doomstress.bandcamp.com. They were just on the Women of Doom compilation put out by Desert Records. Google Doomstress, like mistress, but with doom in front of it, which is oddly way more sensual. And you'll find them, and you can listen to their music, and you can patronize them, and support them, and let them know where you found them. Through us, Slashers, your favorite podcast. So yeah, if you have any recommendations for future hidden tracks, I'm always open. I know that we kind of get in an echo chamber where it's basically like doom metal and hardcore music. So if there's ever like a weird Norwegian folk band that you're like, oh, Jake would love the fuck, I probably would. I'll be honest with you. I'm very open to the idea of new music. So yeah, enjoy Doomstress with their song Sleep Among the Dead. Sleep Among the Dead.